This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Evening, fellow Fox fans. How the devil are we? I'm back again. It wouldn't be an evening on uh, Facebook, YouTube, or <laughs> Twitter if he, if I wasn't here. <laughs> next, I tell you, the next month just put up with me every night. Just subscribe and 
I'll be there. You might as well just give in. Stop fighting. <laughs> we are on YouTube, which is that one there, Lester Till I Die TV. We're on Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group. And we're on Twitter and Periscope, Lester, uh, at Lester TID. Please, please give us a subscribe. It would be much appreciated uh, if you're on the YouTube channel. And then you'll never, never miss another one of our programs again. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not sure. Really, really not. Um, it's match preview night. Um, could be any show, couldn't it, the way things are going. But it is match preview. Still happy after the other night? Yeah, I am. I'm even happier with Brighton. Yeah. I was a seagull the other night. Did us a big favour. But now we've got to carry on ourselves. And um, we've got Wolves on Sunday. We have indeed, but this is what you're doing at the moment. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. And it's live. We are live, and I don't know if my chat chum colleague Craig is alive. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Craig. Thank you very much, Chris. Another year I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm definitely due a testimonial. Do people have testimonials anymore? <laughs> Very no, nice. I, I don't think I don't think we do. I think I think you've gone past the testimonial stage. I really do. You think? Because I actually I, I do know I do know Craig's son Scott, and I uh, was emailing him earlier, and um, you had a little bit of a party earlier, and uh, he did send me this of yourself with the cake. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got them in and you're ready you know to what? go. You know what? There's a very rude joke I could make about that, but I won't <laughs> because it's a family show. <laughs> I'm getting you back for all those tough quiz questions that you sent me and in advance of you uh, you doing this. You've we, seen have... Yet. <laughs> we have no Steve Linux tonight. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> no Steve Linux tonight. Unfortunately, he can't make it. So it's just you, me, and the dog. So um, Wolves. But uh, we're going back in um, league action this weekend, Sunday. I know you always need that little reminder of, of when it thanks, is. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, more than welcome, mate. <laughs> um, feeling a bit more confident after the other night? Um, I am. You know, as, uh, as people who um, watched uh, the other preview show before Fulham, um, Thanks, Rob. Much appreciated. Um, yeah, I was a little bit um, uh, doubtful as to whether we could uh, get a good result against Fulham because they'd been playing really well. Um, yeah. But we turned up and we we did the job on them. You know, I think they probably weren't um, at their best as they have been the last few weeks. But then it's difficult, isn't it? You know, it's always the same. Is it that they weren't at their best or we didn't allow them to be at their best? I thought so. Well, um, this is it. You can only play who's against you. And we do know what they are um, capable of, really. Indeed. And, uh, you know, as I said, they were. Um, they they did were. I, did I not say Sunday? I thought you said Sunday, Chris, but yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, that, all these games, it, you know, it could be moved for TV. Yeah, guys, bear with us. I mean, you can see from us, we're, we're, we're not teenagers anymore. So the fact that we remember to press the button to come on here is a bonus, isn't it? I mean, people of our age shouldn't be able to use technology. So, you know, this is amazing. 
no. Um, but yeah, um, it, but yes, it, it, going back to uh, the matter in hand. Um, yeah, I thought we we played really well. To be honest, um, we had one or two sort of moments, but then you're going to get one or two of those moments. And obviously, mm. one of those was from a corner, which we expect um, every game. But apart from that, and, and a blocked shot from Mitrovic, I don't think they had uh, much in the second half. I think they had one one shot that was uh, was wide. But I, th- I yeah. thought we turned up, we played well, and and my man, uh, my man Kalechi, you know, did the business. Uh, Chris, he's, he's, he's uh, your man now. Is he? He scores a goal. He's your man. <laughs> I I put him in there. I gave him. You know, I said, Brendan, come on. Well, we do you know. know Brendan does watch this and, you know, he does wait and doesn't name his team until he sees what you've picked. I mean, I must admit, usually goes completely the opposite. But you know. He does. I think my reasoning for, for playing Kelechi um, sort of sunk in this time. That he, he did exactly what I expected, to be honest. He did play on the shoulder of the last man and he did stretch their team, you know. And I think from that perspective... If you're looking for somebody to uh, fill in with, uh, while well, Jamie's not there, then Kelechi's clearly more of a of, a, of an option than uh, Perez, who we know likes to drop deep. I mean, I, I've I've said several times on this channel. I actually put a post on the group earlier that I've been very critical of Anacho mm. recently, and I, I always always say I was so happy when we signed him, thought he was going to be a great signing. Blah blah blah. He hasn't been taking his opportunities. Is it him, not the manager? Because there's so many managers seem to do it. The, the, the problem is, and yes, we do know it's Sunday, guys. I did say Sunday. Um, so we do know. And I'll tell you how I know that it is Sunday. Because, um, where are we? I have, uh, I have done this ready. So it is Sunday at 2 o'clock. And it's on Sky Sports, BBC Radio 5, of course, Radio Leicester and LCFC.com. Two o'clock at Molyneux on Sunday, and it's on Sky Sports. I never said Wednesday. So, <laughs> but going back to, 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 to Inacho, I had to say um, he was BT man of the match. He was Leicester Till I Die's man of the match. And, yeah, it, it wasn't a world class. He hasn't suddenly turned into Messi, but he did what we wanted of him. He looked hungry. He, he he held that line well. He held the ball well. He he, he had little touches. And, and he, he's really got a good turn on, a little back heel and yeah. turn on him. Um, and as much as I like Perez and I've been shouting for him, in actual up front, on that performance, he is obviously, he, he, he's, he's, he's the better player in that position. Yeah. The problem is, a lot of people say, you need... You need to get games under the belt. And the problem is you're never going to get a lot of games under your belt when you're a striker while we've got Jamie Vardy. Because A, you're always going to be compared to Jamie Vardy. And B, I mean, you know, you said there's talk about him being fit for Wolves. I mean, I don't think he'll come on for against Wolves because I think Brendan likes to ease people back in. But... Kelly's not having a chance, is he? Because you know, as soon as Vardy's fit, he's going to be yeah. back in again. So the guy's never going to get a decent run. I think it's uh, it, it is tricky for him. We know we know that he's not had a run in the past, or where he has had the run. You know, he's maybe scored in the first game, then he's not played particularly well. But like most strikers, they do need you know service. You know, he got some decent service, uh, and I know that you won't. Uh, uh, 
um, keep everybody happy. I, I, I saw the post that you put on, Chris, and um, and even then, I think there was a few people um, having a dig at him. And, and all he can do is play well in that game. And you were referring to that game. I think there was mm. one guy who questioned why he wasn't on the end of the uh, of the second goal instead of the fullback. Um, you know, completely forgetting that it was him who started it with that great turn <laughs> and ball into Madison. So yeah. I think for some people. You know, it doesn't matter what they do, they'll never um, turn people. It's the chill world. You can do what Yeah, I mean, you know, you can only do what you People still weren't happy. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he, he was asked to lead the line, and I thought he led the line really well, to be honest. And I think he was much more of a threat to them than uh, Mitrovic was to us. Um, yes. And i got to say, I've, I've got to say what why I'm here as well, and... You know my 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 good friend Brendan. I, I have to give him his uh, his kudos. I was a little bit unsure about what he was doing when um, he brought Amarty on for the last fifteen minutes, but it was clear that he told him to basically velcro himself to Mitrovic. So whenever that ball was put in the box, that they were pumping the ball in, Amarty was there. He may not have necessarily won every header, but he never gave Mitrovic a free header either. And I thought he did really well when he came on. Mitrovic, before we just move on to Wolves in a second, just to end on the Fulham game, Mitrovic is a player that a lot of Leicester fans are saying we should have, we should sign him, is the option B. On that performance, no. <laughs> I don't think no. he, he did anything worthwhile, really. No, I think I think it's clear that he's... The same way, if you, if you were going to have him, you'd have Slimani, you know. Because he needs to be fed, you know, he's he's great in the air and he and he's quite a handful in the box. But for me, he looks like someone who isn't really up for the fight. And you know, we can't we can't afford people who are not up for the fight. And uh, hopefully, and Nacho you know, has got a, a pretty good head on him. Looking at the way he got to that one, that was a that was a really nice nice yeah. finish. And, uh, yeah. I, I was really pleased for him when that hit the net. Yeah. Very, very quickly, like I said, we are going to move on to Wolves because it is the preview show. Mm. Uh, Rob here saying, think Under must be worried because can't see him signing for us at this rate. Got to be honest with you, Albrighton has, he shocked me. I've got to get, and I've given credit to Albrighton. He's like a new signing. Like mm. I've said many, many times, Albrighton's admitted himself, managers don't take to him straight away. It takes a while, but he's come in and he's done what's asked of him and that's made that mm. position his own. That said, Two games this week, two games the other week, two games next week. Then we're into Europe again. So, you know, you, you, when are we going to fit all these games in? And I think that's when you will see more of the players that we were seeing earlier in the season back in the squad. We'll see the likes of Luke Thomas and, and, and maybe even Fuchs and what have you, because there are going to be niggly pains. You know, Vardy's maybe can't do two, two games a week. So I think, to be honest with you, we're going to see more of those players and I think Under will get more of a chance and I think it will certainly maybe feature in the European games mm. uh, but we enjoyed the goals that we saw at the weekend based on last season against Wolves <laughs> and this season to be honest with you I don't think it's going to be a goal fest is it? Last season we had two nil nils. Look at the excitement there I mean yeah. yeah, and, you know, Wolves are not particularly an expansive team. They play a lot of very pretty football, but I think they are, you know, I think they've got a pragmatic manager who, 
you know, he's, he's one of the few, I think, who's an ex-goalkeeper. You don't get many ex-goalkeepers as, as managers. So I think his first and foremost, his foremost thought is to be solid and then build from there. And I don't think that's why they're a swashbuckling side. You know, they've got some really good players. I mean, um, Neto is a really, really top-notch player. Jota before, before him. And... Um, Traore as well. Now, in a lot of teams, Traore would be given his head, but I think in a uh, in a Nuno Gomez uh, Nuno's team, um, he 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 needs him doing his defensive work as well, and mm. uh, so he doesn't he doesn't play as much as he would in most teams. I think so. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be coming out and um, and overloading us. It'll be a cagey game. I think I can't see uh, I can't see that there'll be a lot in it. Earlier in the season, again, it was another close game, 1-0 with a Vardy penalty after 15. Um, yeah. Again, it was it was another tight one, wasn't it? It was, and if, if I remember rightly, that was quite a contentious penalty as well. Mm. Um, I think it was and, a Vardy decision, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, you know, I can't remember much about that game at all. That's how long that one lived in the memory. Um, I don't think there was Absolutely. many... I don't think it was a game of chances, was it? Um, no. And, and we've been like that with with Wolves um, down the down the years. There's been the odd one. I remember them coming back at Molyneux to beat us four three. I think when yeah. when we were uh, ahead. But yeah, they're they're a, they're a they're a team who's I, I'm I'm loath to say, but it's almost like a, a team that's been found out a little bit. I think Wolves. Um, that they play pretty football, but you allow them to play in front of you. And apart from Traore, they've not got a lot of getting in mm. behind. And I think Jimenez has been a, a big miss for them this season. And they've had to play uh, the young kid up front, who's done okay, but you know he's not scoring many goals. Um, I think they've brought somebody in in the window. Um, yeah, I, it's, I don't think it's going to be one to um, say that you're alarmed for, to be honest. No. And you, you, you know, as we're looking there, um, again, this, this decides to work for me. The um, three wins to Wolves, two wins to Leicester, three draws. That's the Premier League history. That kind of sums <laughs> sums it all up. How 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 tight we are. But I mean, this is Wolves' third season now that they're up. I believe, isn't it? This is the third, yeah. and it's probably the worst season they've had. Um, since since they've come back up, um, you know, if you look look at the table here, I mean, they're down there in fourteenth place uh, with just twenty six points. Um, it's usually the second season when that happens, because you know, looking at Sheffield United now um, yeah. and the likes of Paul, when you when you stay up, but like you say, maybe they have been found out this season. I think so. I mean, they um, they only they did well. To be fair, they they got to come from behind, win, didn't they, uh, to win two one in their last game. Otherwise, they'd have yeah. been you know a place further down as well. So, yeah. I think they are fairly predictable. You know what you're going to get from a Wolves side. So from that, we usually can set up for it. You know, it's yeah. the teams that are a little bit more maverick, like a Leeds. You know that we're not sure what we're going to get. But from Wolves, you should know what you're going to get. Two decent wide people, people on the in the middle of the pitch, Neves and Matinho, who like to get on the ball and, and knock it around. But you know we've got good players as well. You know, so I think uh, they should be as as worried about us as we are about them. I mean, just looking at the form going into this game, um, like you say, looking at there there's there's the last five. 
Um, I think everybody knows it's your birthday now, Craig. We can take that yes. off, can't we? <laughs> um, yeah, but you've got, I mean, you know, they've only got one win in the last five, mm-hmm. albeit against Arsenal. Um, they've lost to Crystal Palace, um, which mm. <laughs> must be hard to do because they're, they're not doing that well. Right. They lost to West Brom, mm. you know. Um, fair enough, they, they lost to Everton. Looking as yes, we did have the loss to Leeds, but that's that's one loss in about eight or nine games. We, we, we should be confident going into this, shouldn't we? Oh, I think so. I think so. I mean, that that one there, that particularly the West Brom one, they mm. that, that's their worst nightmare. That's that's like us yeah. losing to Forest or Derby, isn't it? I think yes. them, them yes. losing to West Brom. But, um, you know, you, you've got to think that we've got enough goal power in us to, to outscore Wolves. Um, mm. I'd be very disappointed. I, as I say, I think it'll be cagey. I mean, they've got, they've got a good, solid side, but I'm not sure that good and solid gets you in the top half of the Premier League anymore. You know, it's, yeah. it used to be that you could do that and you'd be pretty much safe as long as you were solid. But I say they've not managed to replace Jimenez um, and, and they're struggling. They're struggling for, uh, for for points at the minute. I mean, do you think, I mean, everybody says, and we've proved we're not, but everybody sort of said no Vardy, no, you know, Leicester are only a one-man team. Um, would you say that with Wolves with Jimenez? Now he's gone and that's well, the main reason they're struggling? I think so. I think I think I think you probably could have um, sort of argued that with us a little bit more in previous seasons when we were a very much sort of a one-dimensional team. I think we're we're not anymore. I think Wolves, their all-round game um, did revolve around him and as he was very good at dropping into a, a sort of ten position, laying the ball off and then heading off into the box to to get on the end of things. Uh, and, he, and he was a handful. He was he was a really mobile striker. Mm. Now they've all they've got is the is the young kid, and um, you know while he's 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 clearly talented, um, I think he's a little bit lightweight at the minute. I think he needs a bit more experience, um, and I, I don't think they've they've got a, a like for like replacement at all. Uh, and and he he was the the focal point of their team. Yeah, um, but I don't think they're going to go down. Um, and and we know this season you can't afford to take anybody lightly. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. that that's yeah. just the way it is. But you know, like I said right at the beginning, you know, we've we've got we've got to love Brighton, haven't we? I mean, you know, they did us a huge favour, and who who would have seen having gone sixty eight games? And this sums the season up: sixty eight games unbeaten at home. Liverpool losing two in the row. I mean, one win and they go above us, obviously, still. And it is very tight up there. I mean, you know, you look at Tottenham now. I mean, they are, what, 14 points behind Man City? Not so long yeah. ago, they were up and going to be win the league for the first time. I know. It's, it's, it's proving to be quite interesting, isn't it? You're almost starting to see little gaps forming now. I mean, uh, I think they said the last time that Liverpool lost two at home, it was uh, Man City and Arsenal, I think, and they've replaced that with Burnley and Brighton. So I don't think they're uh, they're, they're brimming with confidence. Having said that, you know they've got a big game against um, against Man City, I think, at the weekend. Now yes. getting to the point of the season where you start asking questions about who you want to win and is it better? Yeah. Oh, that was going to be my that. next question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is it better that <laughs> is it better that Man City win 
and, mm. and take points off Liverpool because we're realistic enough to know that if we both play as well as we can, we're not going to catch Manchester City and we should be looking at trying to cement a top four position. That's where I would be looking at the minute. The same tonight, you know, you've got Chelsea and Spurs. Is it better that Chelsea pick up the win? I think tonight, you know, a draw would be a really good result. So you want to start getting that gap, yeah. you know, six, nine points if you can, and that sort of breakaway of becoming sort of six teams, and then you can start concentrating on trying to maintain that um, that, uh, that that top four finish. I was going to say that was going to be my question because mm. tonight I think um, Chelsea are just off the grid there. You, can, yeah. you can't see them on the grid, yeah. but they're actually eight. They're eight. Yeah. 33 points, the same as Tottenham. I think Tottenham has just got, got the better goal difference. But um, I think a draw from them two, if we could manage a draw, would be very nice. Um, yeah. And I've just remembered I've got to do some text for somebody <laughs> uh, talking to Chelsea and, and, and goals and what have you. Uh, and I I don't know with the Man City-Liverpool one. Mm-hmm. A bit of me says Man City, because like you say, realistically... Are we going to win the league? I, if I'm honest, and I, you know, I, I'm Leicester through and through, and I'd want to believe we've done it once. There's no reason we can't do it again. We, you know, we fell away a little bit after winning it. We struggled, but we managed to to to, to survive, stay up, and slowly build. And obviously, the last few yeah. years of it have been good. But I don't think this is our year. I really don't. Because of everything that's going on, I think there's too many twists and turns. It's like a game of snakes and ladders this year. Yeah. You, you, can, you can go up and then you can just as easily come down. Liverpool, they are on a bad, I say, well, say bad run, two games. But for me, I think I would like to see Man City beat them. And like I say, maybe just give us that, that gap to, to Liverpool, yeah. what what people that are watching? What do you think? What do you think will be? You know, what would you prefer? A Man City win, a Liverpool win, or a draw? I mean, Rob here has said um, Man City will be unbeaten till the end of the season. Mm. Well, they've got to play us yet, so let's not let's not count that. Somebody says hi, Chris. I don't know who you are, but hi back anyway. Um, but no, I think for me, I agree with you. I think. I don't think we will win it this year. So I think a win for Man City would do us the better better favour. I, I think, you know, if we'd have got a result against Leeds, um, we'd have been second now, I think. I think I think we just sort of got the ability to trip ourselves up and, and when there's an yeah. opportunity, we can't take advantage of it. Um, and I think we're going to have one, one or two more of those, particularly when, the, you know, if we go a bit further in the FA Cup, also with the Europa League as well. I think mm. our focus, and I, I think Brendan's focus, and all the players will be to not make the mistakes of last season and to make sure they secure a top four. And I yes. think most Leicester fans should be thinking that way as well, as as you say. You know, as much as we, we love the idea that we might win the league against, I think realistically, you've got to be a European team. You know, if we mm. want to be where... where the, the owners want the club to be, the players want the club to be. You've got to be in Europe in a consecutive number of years and that should be our focus. And then there may be a there may be a, a year when it all comes together again, but I think top four has got to be the focus. Yeah, and I think if you look at the table now and look at the table eight weeks ago, mm-hmm. like we say, where were Man City 
Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's not forget we put you know we beat them five two at their place. Mm-hmm. Where were Man United? Everybody was saying Ollie's going to be the next manager to be sacked. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look where those two are now. Look where Tottenham were. Look where they are now. But just looking at our, our, our next our next four games, we've obviously got on Sunday Wolves away. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a it's a difficult a difficult couple of weeks. We've got Brighton. Um, at, at the weekend with the FA Cup, um, mm-hmm. and then we've got Liverpool uh, hosting Liverpool. And unfortunately, I just don't think we're going to get anything out of that. I just Liverpool are our bogey team. And then we have to go away to yeah. Slavia Prague for the first mm-hmm. round of the Europa Cup. It's great to have these problems because if we didn't have these problems, we wouldn't we, means we wouldn't be a success. But it is it is like you say. This is where it could all go wrong for us. I mean, we're we're fourth, uh, we're third. Sorry, we're in the fifth round of the FA Cup and we're in the Europa League knockout stages. As you say, it's a nice problem to be. In. Can you imagine how many uh, how Leicester fans would be moaning if we weren't? Yeah. Um, and and this is where this is where the management comes in. You know, the, managing a squad. You know, we can all be managers and pick a team for an individual game. As you will be very very soon. Indeed. Yes. Brendan has to be looking one, two, three, four games ahead and trying to manage that. And I think that's where the results of the other games come into into play as well. Because if there was a gap starting to 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 flow, uh, to to grow, then maybe he can afford to maybe tweak it a little bit. Um, but at the minute, you know, we're starting to get to that point of where are our priorities? And uh, what, what, you, the thing is, for, from a cup run point of view. It's great from the Champions League point of view that Brighton uh, beat Liverpool. From a cup run point of view, if they hadn't have done, they'd have been looking over their shoulders uh, to the relegation and maybe have had to rest a few players, which would have made our cup game a little bit easier. So every game, even though it doesn't seem like it involves us, has an impact at the minute because we're in so many competitions. Yes, yeah. Do you think... We are going to have to over the next. I mean, we've got two games. As I say, we've had two games a week. We've got two games coming up. We've got you know quite a, 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 you know we've got six up to six players out at the moment. But does it hold us in good stead that those players we were going to call on we had mm. to call on earlier in the season? So it's not like they're coming in now. Yeah, kind of cold, if you like. You know, they're coming in yeah. knowing what Brendan wants of them, knowing Brendan's style of play. That's that's got to be an advantage for us, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it's a really good point that that they mm. those players have, have gained experience, uh, um, which we probably didn't expect them to. Um, I don't think anybody necessarily expected whether it was Castagna, but definitely probably JJ um, was going to get as much pitch time as he has, and arguably his player of the season at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the first choice would have been Ricardo and uh, and Castagna. Mm. Castagna was brought in to be the left back uh, for the opposite side of Ricardo. So JJ wouldn't have been getting a game. The same yeah. with Fafana, who was forced into it and has already had a fantastic dozen games of Premier League experience. So I think you're right. It, it does stand us in good stead. If we do get the niggles, we get these players back. We, we have got experienced players now. They're not just coming in cold. And we've got players that will, and I love these sort of players, and I think Brendan does as well, that can play, you know, like Stanya, JJ, they can go either side, Mark or Brighton, you know, they can play. So if one does get injured, you know, and then if we do have to call on, on Christian Fuchs, like I say, he's not, you know, 
having the few games that he had done for the last few seasons and coming in mid-season, yeah. then the side's pretty settled. But he's had that experience of nine-odd games at the start, you know, and we know he can do the job. Uh, you know, we've, we've lost Fafana. So, Soyuncu's come back, you know, mm. in frame. We've lost, and there's never a good time for a player to be injured, but they said on, um, and I don't know the lady's name that was co commentating on BT Sport, but she was saying it's almost like um, Stanley's got injured just as um, Ricardo's coming back. It was, yeah. it was perfect timing, you know, but I think we're going to see a bit of squad rotation anyway, you know. Mm. Uh, I think uh, I think it was interesting just before you, you come to that point. I think it was interesting that uh, uh, Brendan went with Hamza as well um, when he could have easily gone with with Mendy. The fact that he also knows, I think, that he needs the players in the squad to get pitch time. Um, well, I read because, today. Yeah. I read today that it was actually a promise that he'd made to Hamza yeah. that if he didn't go out on loan, because mm. apparently um, Brendan wanted to either sell him. Mm-hmm. Or altogether, or, yeah. or 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 keep him. I don't think he was too keen yeah. on on the loan, but he'd apparently he'd made this promise that once all this was going through, and it looked like he would be leaving, that if he didn't leave, he would start him yeah. against Fulham, and and he, and 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 he kept his promise. So, yeah. but Chowdhury had a, a a decent enough game as well. Um, just have a look at this point. So, the long point is Scott. Good evening, Scott. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, realistically, we'd need to get either top three or winning Europa, as is the likes of Liverpool and Chelsea, Man United and Spurs, were to win either the Champions League or the Europa League. At least one team win both of them. The fourth won't be good enough for Champions League next season. Oh, that's a lot to take in. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I think that's, we'll worry about Scott. that later in the season. <laughs> I think. No, it's uh, again, you know, Scott right, quite rightly puts it there. I'm sure that's in the thinking of the management. Um, I think we spoke a few weeks ago about if we could choose top four FA Cup or Europa League, we all went for uh, the Europa League because it, it meant a trophy and the Champions League. So, um, Can I just say something, Scott? And, and you've, 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 you've worried me here as a Leicester fan. <laughs> You're actually thinking that Spurs might win a trophy. I mean, you know, that's a very good point, Chris. It is, yeah. He could have left Spurs out of there, and that point would have probably been more more valid. Only joking, Scott. Appreciate the point, and yeah. it is a it is a, a a good point made. But mm. um, but we have got those games coming up, um, so we've got the injuries as well. Um, although there's rumours that some people might be back in time for the Wolves game. Um, I don't know myself, knowing Brendan, he doesn't like to rush players back, so that we might see them on the bench. But we are going to be looking, what we do every week, and we'll bring this up. Um, where, where, where are we here? Um, talk amongst yourselves for a minute while I just find it. Here we go. We are going to look at... Craig's team selection. So, Brendan, I need to go and just text him to say that you're coming on, Craig, so he knows to watch yeah. this in. We will be uh, we'll be straight back after, after this. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes. Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. 
you can if you prefer to listen to us rather than look at our beautiful faces can't blame you really spotify apple itunes anchor and google podcasts all under lester till i die and many other platforms as well we're just going to say a quick hi to mad jason um don't know why you're mad somebody upset you <laughs> were you not happy with the performance but you know good evening and thank you for joining us so let's get to it though we're going to have a look as we always do now at craig he, he puts brendan's um coat on stands at the sideline and tries to tell brendan the team that he should be picking for this weekend's game now it is literally like i say the second game this week so we're expecting well i'm expecting changes let's have a look at what you have done here so we'll start obviously with the goalkeeper from the back four uh i'm going to go with uh schmeichel again and i think you know apart from his distribution and, and the odd um little uh fault here and there i think schmeichel has been very good this season i mean some of the saves he made a couple of saves i know we ended up losing to um to Leeds, but there was a couple of fantastic saves in the middle of that game. And again, last night, uh, one of the, the few times that they looked threatening from that corner, he was alert and, and managed to tip it over the bar. So Schmeichel's been really solid for us this season. Uh, I don't see any any need to change anything on the back four. They look very solid. Uh, I think Soyuncu's looked, looked really good, come back in and slotted in nicely. Evans looks solid. Um, there was less of him just standing on the ball, I think, um, against Fulham. But that's because they pressed high. Um, and JJ and Ricardo, particularly JJ, what can you say about the guy? Uh, started and finished that move. So that's a really solid back four for us now. So uh, no, no reason to change that at all. Moving on to central mid now. You talked about um, uh, Brendan Knotts not bringing players back. Yeah, you talked about Brendan not bringing players back. I mean, he's, uh, no, he's sorry, been quite I, a may, I took myself out of the stream there, and I don't think you could actually hear me. So I apologise. I was going to say, with the back four, before yeah. we just move on, uh, have you yet got used, and I don't think you heard this, but have you yet got used to Soyuncu and his little twists and turns on the edge of the box to, to turn and run out the box rather than just kicking it out? It scared me. It still scares <laughs> me. I think he's always, I, th I think he's always been uh, prone to that. I think what you see a little bit less of now is his um, crazy tackles that he used to slide into or, or go into. He's, he's an aggressive player, but he. You know, he fancies himself as a footballer, very much the same way that Fofana does on the other side when he plays as well. And um, so I think it adds a little bit of uh, excitement. But as you say, I'm not sure, you know, with every birthday that I have, the ticker will actually um, be strong enough to to put up with too many of them. But uh, but he's looked really solid coming back in. And, uh, and, and it's great, that, you know, the timing with Fofana being injured, it's great that we've got him. Now... Here is where we will actually possibly um, disagree. Um, yeah. Centre mid, or defensive mid, I should say, defensive mid. Well, You've brought back Indeedy, indeed. I mean, Brendan has said that they expect um, Indeedy and uh, Jamie to be available. Now, that doesn't mean that they will start. Um, 
I think uh, they've both been running. So what, what they've said they were out on the training pitch with an, a couple of extra days um, training that they should be ready for Sunday. I think just Ndidi is probably more important than Vardy, I, I would say. I think we missed him against Leeds more than we missed Jamie, to be honest, uh, because they were just running through. And, and as much as we know that Mendy and uh, Hamza can do a good job in there, I think indeed he sort of knits it all together. He's got these sort of telescopic legs that seem to appear from nowhere and <laughs> uh, and just nick the ball away. Um, and I think, I think as long as they've got no doubts about him, yeah, you keep peeking around there, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I've got no, uh, no, no doubts uh, on his fitness. I think that he, <laughs> I think that he will, he will put Indeedy back in. Or, do, you or think I would. do you think he would will play the full ninety, or do you think he's more likely to maybe start with Chowdhury or, or Mendy and bring Indeedy on if we need him, or indeed for Indeedy start him? Mm. And maybe take him off if he's getting a bit, uh, you know, tired. Tired. I would go that way. I, I never really see the point of, of of somebody like that just giving him twenty minutes if yeah. if he's that integral to the game. Well, it was a little bit different when it was Ricardo and Castagna. I think you know you could argue who's the better. Ricardo is probably the better, but I don't think there's a big drop. I think there's a, a bigger drop between Ndidi and Hamza and Mendy. So. Therefore, I think if he's fit, then you start. And if you're in in a decent position in the game, then you can take him off. Or because you never know, you could you could get, say, right, we're going to give him twenty minutes, yeah. and he breaks down after ten, and then you've already used your sub. So I think that's a dangerous game to play. I'm never a big fan of doing that unless the game's won. So for me, I think if he's if he's ready, I think he plays and start like you say with your stronger yeah. players. Yeah. Because it's easier to make changes when you're winning, yeah. Rather than, I mean, you have to make changes when you're losing, obviously. If, you know, to try, if you can yeah. do. But I, I do agree with you on that point. Totally. Start with him if you're going to play him. Start with him and then take him off. He'll he'll know when he's out yeah. there if he's not going to be fully fit and he's going to be wanting to be playing. In the FA Cup, he's going to be wanting to play in Europe, so he's probably not going to push himself. In as much as once he feels a niggle, if he does, he's yeah. going to put his hands up and say, "Come and get me." Four, four across the middle pretty much speaks for itself at the moment. Yeah, I've just brought Albrighton in instead of Perez. Um, for me, the problem with Perez is, and and I think I think this could be, unless he's happy being a bit part player, I think this could be his downfall that he doesn't have a natural position. And the, probably the closest natural position is the sort of number 10 role. But, you know, he could rotate, I guess, when it comes to cup games and uh, and European games with with Madders. Mm. But when it comes to the league, I think you saw against uh, Fulham that his natural movement was to drift in field. And Fulham's out ball was out to the to their left side for their yeah. wing back to push Hopefully on. That, that was where their main threat was coming from. Exactly, because Perez w was drawing himself in. And I think all Brighton's a bit more, um, uh, he'll do the job. I think he's got a bit more discipline that he would stay out there and do the job that's being asked of him. And particularly Wolves, who like to play with uh, attacking fullbacks. I think, you know, if, if Perez was out there on the right, I think it would cause us a bit of a problem. 
because they do like to switch the ball and they've got much better fullbacks than Fulham have. So it would be a problem. So therefore, I would be bringing Albrighton into uh, to to that position instead of Perez. And a point that was made earlier, um, and I'll bring this in now because. Um, think under must be worried can't see him sign him at this rate we did look at this earlier and we said i think he will come in um for the european games and, and we are playing that many games and i mean how old is mark albright now 35 is it or something like I, think that? So. I think he's i think he's just a couple of years younger than me um so... <laughs> right, mate you have been drinking <laughs> Well, either he's been drinking the elixir or something. Um, <laughs> put them back in, love. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I mean, Albright can't play every game. I think for the point of under, I'm not sure whether, I, I've said this before, I'm not sure whether Brendan feels he can have people on both sides of the pitch who are not necessarily strong strongly disciplined to do the defensive work mm. with Barnes he will chase back but it's you know it's it, you know it, it's it's to serve a purpose he's not really got a defensive bone in his body I don't think Barnes and I think if you've got that on the other side with under then you're probably um weakening yourself a little bit that's why I think Brendan likes to play him as an impact player uh, and we see that when he does get 25 minutes or so he he is capable of turning a game so I think Brendan's using in using him strategically um yeah. you need these kind of players to to turn a game you know very much the same way that last season uh, Traore was used in that way you wait till yeah. defenders are tired and then they they brought Traore on he started yeah, I, more season. I think that's the way in in, in maybe in, in the end of this season one more season we're going to see that coming with Vardy that you know yeah. he, he won't be able to play the 90 minutes but as an impact sub and like you say when we've yeah. seen under come on whether it be in the winning position or, or, or lose, when he, he has come on, he's really gone at that defence. And, yeah. and we know he's, he's, he's got a goal in him as well. We, we, we've yeah. seen that. Um, let's just have a look if, at what people are saying. Ah, there we go. In fairness, you look younger than Albrighton though, Craig. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, Mum. <laughs> I've told you, stop bringing the family in. Apparently Albrighton is 31. Thanks, Josh. Um, for, for letting us know, I thought he was. I thought he was older than that. He seems to have yeah. been around for ages. But uh, but uh, Scott, just uh, if you're on Facebook, you have a read about that. He just explains a bit more about who 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 finishes where and what have you and who gets up. Thanks for that, Scott. Um, right. So, and here's where I'm probably going to spit my teeth out. Um, although having said that, I'm going to have to admit I'm going to agree with you. I, I, I think I, I know I've gone against a little bit by saying um, if somebody's fit, then you start them. But I think um, Ian Acho deserves uh, to start again, even if Vardy is fit and he's and he's a place on the bench. Um, I think you have to probably protect Vardy a little bit more. He's, he is getting uh, a bit older. He is getting more niggly little injuries. And I think, as we've talked about before on, on this show, Ian Acho, for me is very much a confidence player and I think mm. after that performance to put him back on the bench I think um, wouldn't be good for his confidence at all it's almost like saying it doesn't matter how well you play as long as Vardy's fit he's going to play and, and we know essentially that is the case 
But when he's coming back from an injury, I think it would be really harsh to to drop Inacho to put uh, a you know to take a chance on Vardy when we know Vardy is is going to be you know essential for us going forward. I think I think we have got um, as I say better coverage uh, in the midfield than we have up the top. So I, I don't I think rushing you- Vardy back. Because your argument for bringing Indeedy back was almost shot down by yourself with, with leaving yeah. Inacho in, but I ha- but I agree one hundred percent with Inacho, and, and I think I, I may mention I may be imagining in this, and at our age you do tend to to forget what you what you've said um, is that yeah, Inacho needs to prove himself. Not mm. we had one good game, and we've said in the past he's had mm. one good game. But he needs to put that together with two or three yeah. games on the trot. And the problem is, like you say, a fully fit Vardy, nine times out of ten, will come back in. Now, yeah. whether because Vardy's that bit older, like you've just said then, he may not rush him back quite the same. Because we know Brendan doesn't rush players back. No. But just to throw it back at you, Chowdhury, mm-hmm. he had a really, really good game. Dropping him... Because indeed it is fit again. I know what you're saying, and you know we we don't look the same without Indeed. We probably miss him, like you said, more than Vardy. But you know, you, it's, it's it's that's why we're not managers, isn't it? <laughs> for, for me, this is a game where Wolves don't push up a lot for a start. Mm. They, they 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 switch it a little bit this season, but they tend to have three at the back, which means they don't push on. They push their wing backs, but they don't push high up the pitch. Thanks, whoever that is. Um, uh, yeah, so they don't push high up, which means there's not a lot of space in behind. Um, their strength is in through the middle. And I think the key with this is you don't necessarily want to go a goal behind to Wolves because no. they are very good at seeing a game out because we know that they're not expansive. So you go a goal behind, it's going to be harder, I think, to, to come back against Wolves and it might be against other teams. Um, and that's why I think it's really important that we, we, we're strong through the middle of the pitch uh, and, we, and we try and get our, our noses in front and force Wolves to have to come out, which then should play into the hands of bringing Vardy on later on. Scott asked the question here, could you see Vardy becoming club captain in the future? I, in the past, have shouted for Vardy. I mean, Schmeich, I don't like goalkeepers as captain. I think anybody who watches this knows that. Unfortunately, I think Vardy's a club captain, but an on-the-pitch captain, I mm-hmm. think his time has gone because, you know, he is more likely to get injuries now because of his age, etc. I think you need somebody that that's going to be on there, you know, week in, week out, you know, like, 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 where's was? I say, I would, I would have had a couple of seasons ago, I would have had Vardy as captain, but like I say, now I just think he's not going to be there. But certainly, as um, somebody said here, non playing captain, certainly. Now, Josh, and I'll let you answer this one now, Craig. Josh has said, would you have two up top? Um, not, not in the traditional sense of the word, uh, or the, the traditional sense of that. But I think you saw against um, Fulham, very often Madison was the furthest forward, and I think mm. we've touched on it before that Madison is playing in a much more advanced role 
and he gets forward and, and, he, and he is playing upside uh, alongside almost the striker. So I don't think, I think if you, if you have two just sitting up there, I think you lose a little bit. I think the fact that Madison is, is taking up more advanced positions means that whoever's playing through the middle has more support and he can also thread through a pass. So I think you'd lose something. I don't know who you would drop to play two up front, mm. uh, to be honest. I think it would just weaken us somewhere else. And I don't think Brendan is a fan of two up top. And, no. you know, the, the, we, we go every week and we talk about it and you, you go for the same formation, that 4-1-4-1, four, one, four, one, Brendan likes that. And it, let's be honest with you, it's it's working for us. And it was quite yeah. strange to see Fulham line up when we kicked off the other night with a traditional 4-4-2. Four, four, yeah, not not seen that, that for a long time. But, not uh, since we won the league, I think. Yeah, probably, but um, oh yes, bring bring back Okazaki. Eh? That's that's what we say. So let's just have a look. So what we're looking at here is Schmeichel in goal. It is four one four one. Justin Soyuncu, Evans, and uh, Ricardo across the back. Indeed, you're going to bring Indeed in and start him off um, mm -hmm. in that holding midfield role. He does. I said just something about him. He is. As close, I think, as we're ever going to get to to, 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 to replacing Canty. Mm. Uh, then you obviously, again, the next four just pick, pick themselves for me at the moment. Um, yeah. uh, with possibly Mark coming off, and um, I mean, I think when we play Fulham, you know, with with Mark, you know, that he was, as I say, under was nowhere to be seen coming on as a sub, was he? So that four pretty much picks itself. And like mm. you say, yeah, I've got to agree with you. In actual, he's, he's got to be given the time because you know you can't. Even Fuchs, when he was playing earlier in the season, he was playing week in, week out. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, players that are just coming in, just uh, you know, it's not fair on them. You know, no. um, I think the fact. I think the fact that um, the fact that Perez played meant that unless we were two or three goals up, I don't think Under was ever going to get on because. No. He had to um, strengthen the team up, uh, and that meant Albright was always going to come on, and then Albright's not going to get subbed. So, I think, yeah. I think, uh, the, uh, as I say, under don't think, I don't think under had a chance of getting on the pitch on that night. No. Well, we'll have a look. We'll find out on Sunday how how close you are. We've still got it. We've still got to get the perfect eleven. That's what we've got to aim for. And I'll, I'll, I'll ring Brendan and say, "Look, it's Craig's yeah. birthday. For God's sake, just give him the give him the full eleven for once, will you?" Yeah. But Thanks, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, what are friends for? You're going to pick your memorable match in a second. We'll be straight back after this. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Of the foxes. So, Craig, your memorable match, Wolves versus Leicester. And anyone that's watching, get ready to help me because Craig always <laughs> um, comes up with a question to try and test 
not just me, but you guys that are watching as yeah. well, but you all seem to say to run off when he asks the question. And I just think he does get the encyclopedia of football out to pick these questions up. But what I'll have to do is start finding a few more um, up-to-date uh, games, I think, for the uh, for the younger viewers. Yes. Uh, sometimes I go a little bit too far back and uh, you'll be pleased to know Yes, younger of you, Chris, yeah. Um, you'll be pleased to know that I'm going back again into the 80s here. So, uh, you know, to be honest, you, you know, I, I pick the game purely if I can get a, a decent question on the back of it. Um, yes. <laughs> but 19, 19, we've not had many great games uh, where we've done really well at Molyneux, but um, in the season of 1981, 80, no, 82-83, mm. um, Obviously, we played Wolves twice. Wolves went on and finished second in the old second division or a championship, as it would be known now. Uh, so they did really well. They had a great season. They were runners-up to QPR. Um, and we finished third uh, on a game. We had a nil-nil against Burnley, I think. Um, but we played Wolves twice, obviously. The first time we played them was in October 1982 at Molyneux. The return fixture uh, later in the year, we beat them 5-0. And uh, it's a shame Mr. Linex couldn't uh, couldn't join us because uh, he actually scored two in that game. But in the first game at Wolves, um, we beat them 3-0. So on aggregate, we beat the team that finished uh, a good few points above us in the table. We beat them 8-0 that season. 5-0 at home, 3-0 away. Uh, goal scorers that day, if you remember them. Um, a certain Gary Lineker. Not sure if uh, any of the younger listeners have heard of him. Um, actually went to the same school as Gary Lineker. I was, um, I was in the same year as Gary Lineker. I was in the yes, same you were. I forgot yeah. you were, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if he hadn't have nicked your boots... Um, you know, it could have been you, Chris. You could have been presenting much of the yeah, day. If I if I if I hadn't taken up uh, basketball on or whatever instead, I could have <laughs> could have been a footballer. I think not. Indeed. I think not. <laughs> um, so, uh, Gary Lineker scored. Uh, Ian Wilson scored, and yeah. uh, the wonderful Tommy English, um, who I once scored uh, saw score away at uh, Stamford Bridge in the cup game as well. Um, Did you get the T-shirt if you've seen him score a goal? I think so. Well, I've, I've seen him score a few, actually. I, I think I must have been at every game that he actually scored because <laughs> I'm sure I saw him score a league before. Um, so, Tommy English. So, that team, I'm going to read you the team here, Chris, see how many of these you remember. And then, as with all the best quizzes, there's a question on the back of it. Uh, so, the, the starting team for, for this game was Mark Wallington, uh, John O'Neill, Larry May, Paul Ramsey, Paul Fryer, Eddie Kelly, Kevin McDonald, who I occasionally see in Sainsbury's at, uh, at Foss Park. Really? So, yeah, he's, he's, he must still live local. Yeah. Um, Ian Wilson, Tommy English, Gary Lineker, and I'm certain Mr. Linex. Uh, and the only sub we used that day was Alan Smith, who... Uh, has gone on to do some other things, so some kind of. Uh, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's actually four Scottish players in that uh, team. There, I'm. I'm going to be kind, Chris, but I'm going to ask you 
who we signed them from. Now, I'm, I'm going to be really kind. <laughs> Give I'm me be, a chance here. <laughs> I'm going to be really kind here. And I'm, I'm going to exclude Paul Fryer because he didn't play that many games for us. So yeah. I'm going to ask you, can you remember who we signed? Ian Wilson, Kevin McDonald and Eddie Kelly from? I'll be surprised, but I do like to challenge you, Chris. Was Kelly? Can anybody help me? By the way, so who did we sign? Ian Wilson, um, Kelly, Eddie Kelly, and yeah, Eddie Kevin Kelly. McDonald from. Uh, it was I thought Eddie Kelly was a, a, um, a Londoner. Well, he played. He played for uh, a London team. He played for two London teams actually. But yeah, it doesn't, doesn't mean he was born there. He was Scottish, yeah. So we didn't actually... So what you're saying is it wasn't necessarily a Scottish club that we bought them from. We bought Ian Wilson and Kevin MacDonald, both from Scottish teams. Right. Eddie Kelly came from a London team. I have a feeling, was Eddie Kelly Arsenal? Eddie Kelly was at Arsenal. Then he what? moved to the team that we bought him from. Crystal Palace? Oh, it's a good guess, but it's wrong. I can just run through all the my, – my third choice, and I'll stop at three, my yeah. third choice would have been Chelsea. Ah, well done, well done. Yeah. You've run out of teams. You're wrong. Sorry. I can certainly remember um, do, do that. Good, 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 goodbye, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so right, so it's it's a London team that isn't um, Arsenal, Crystal Palace, or Chelsea. Correct. McDonald and Wilson were they the same Scottish team or different Scottish teams? Um, they were different, and I thought I thought the Ian Wilson was well known. Um, and uh, you, you will hate me now because. Um, Someone is there has got the right answer uh, for Ian Wilson, Elgin City. It was very much like we broke the record when oh, signing. Can I just say, right, just stop there. How the hell would I? I mean, I mean, I'm well done to whoever said Elgin City. You haven't got your name. I have a feeling there might have been a bit of Googling in there. I don't know. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and just say you're very tough. How the hell would I know? That Ian Wilson signed for us from Elgin City. Well, very much like um, we set the record for signing uh, a non-league player in England yes. from uh, Fleetwood uh, when we signed Jamie Vardy, we also set the record for signing um, a player from a non-league Scottish team as well. At the time, Elgin City... Were a, uh, were a non-league, they were in the Highland League uh, right. and we broke the transfer record for a non-league player. And, right. I mean, it's cruel, isn't it? But it's my birthday, so I'm allowed. <laughs> I tell you what, the only good thing is, and I was thinking, I was going to say this at the end, actually, is that we can't do this next season because we're going to be playing sort of 17 of the same 20 teams that we've... Um, 17 of the same 19 teams wow. that we played this season, and you're running out of memorable games this season. So we're going to have to come up with something different that won't include a question. In fact, I think we'll, we should probably ask you a question. That's a good <laughs> maybe idea. You should, maybe you should get the viewers to, yeah. to 
Quiz Craig. Quiz um, Craig. Now, there, there's, yeah. a, there's a good one. So, so I'll, uh, Kevin McDonald. Yeah, Kevin McDonald. You know, to be honest, Chris, you know, I'll be surprised if you get it. I, I wouldn't have got it. I thought he came from a different club, but he came from uh, another Scottish. No, thanks, Mad. Thank you very much. Um, no, he actually came from Inverness Caledonian. Who now, of course, are a, a reasonable team. They are indeed. Um, and then, um, obviously, can you remember who we sold him to? Just as a, bonus, as a bonus Kevin question. McDonald. Yeah. I, I can, I believe. <laughs> I say that and I'm probably totally wrong because um, I love his burgers. But I do believe he went to Liverpool. He did go to Liverpool. And Ian Wilson went to... I don't know. I don't know. Ian Wilson was a good player, wasn't he? To say he that was he came to Melbourne City, yes, yes. Yeah. He went the other side of Stanley Park. He went to Everton. Ah, right. Now you again. How you would have fooled me? Because having lived in Blackpool for four years, there's a big park in Blackpool called Stanley Park. So that was uh, yes. Just I, I, don't, I don't want to know why you, you frequented Stanley Park in Blackpool, Chris. I don't think anybody wants to know yeah. that. I met my wife in Blackpool. Let's just leave it at that, shall we? I'm not sure that, that makes it any better. It doesn't, which is why I said we'll leave it at that. Um, Mad, yes, we did, actually. We were, we were only discussing that the other week, that, that Harry Kane uh, used to play for Leicester. Who was who was the man? Was Jock Wallace still the manager that year? Or It was. It was the, um, it was the year we got promoted, yes. It was, uh, yeah. it was good old Jock. Yeah. Oh, and, and Mark Wallington in goal, one of my favourite... All-time all all-time uh, goalies for Leicester. And so, I, I can't remember the chant, but I remember being stood behind his goal and it was something to do with him going bold. Yes, I, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure in them days it was a really, really uh, clean and family-friendly song as well. I, told you, I don't think it was that bad, but I never thought as a 17-year-old that many, 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 many years later, I'd be doing a YouTube channel wearing a hat because I'm going bold. <laughs> <laughs> it comes back on you. So, yeah. You know I what, think I've just, what I've just thought of, there's every chance that we may well have been wearing that kit at the time during that game. Quite possibly. And do you like the fact that it's colour coordinated? I do. I do like the fact you are becoming a fashion icon. Oof. Hey, I can get all my shirts out again. You know, we did, we did do, we did have my Gokwan moment, didn't we? If anybody, any viewers would like Chris to get his shirts out for the lads uh, and lasses, then, <laughs> um, then, then feel free to let him know. And that was a euphemism, by the way. Oh, it was not a euphemism, I should say. No. You know, question is, quick question is, can you remember where we signed Tommy English from? Uh, it's a very good question, and I'm going to say Coventry. I believe it was. I'm not saying it was right, but that was the answer I was thinking of. Yes, and uh, didn't didn't we? He was brought in to replace somebody, but he was, as far as I remember, pretty useless. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't the best. No, no, no. He wasn't our finest. He wasn't. He wasn't a Tina Turner, was he? As no. they say, <laughs> no. Um, well, we're next, I think I think in the next one, uh, which will be 
Monday, whenever it is next. We'll, we'll, as I said, we're completely lost, but we'll we'll be here most. I think every night again next week we're here. We will be doing the preview show, and I think we shall have a quiz Craig moment, and we'll ask the uh, ask the viewers to come up with questions for Craig. Make them hard. Make them hard. <laughs> Don't go for anything easy. Remember, Craig. Craig remembers when you know match of the day used to be black and white. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yes, we lost, we lost Jim. Thank you, Facebook user. We lost uh, Jim Melrose, didn't we? And got Tommy English, and uh, we did. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I think that was probably why he was why he was unpopular from from the get go. To be honest with you, right, guys. What we're going to do now is very very quickly because we are about to go, and I don't know if I brought it up here. I haven't, but we are going to have a quick look at the scores and what we think the scores are going to be now. I haven't got Mr. Steve Leinitz's score prediction in yet, so we are still waiting for that. But Steve Walsh has gone a 2-1 win for Leicester. Ian Marshall has gone for a 2-1 win to Leicester. And I have gone for a 2-1 win for Leicester. We've literally all independently pick the same score. And I'm just waiting to see if Steve Lainitz comes back with 2-1 to Leicester as well. Um, I'm sure I know for a fact that Craig is going to revert to type now and he won't be going for 2-1. No, no, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go for a 1-0 victory to Leicester. Really? Really. That's the first 1-0 I think you've gone for this season, isn't it? It is, it is indeed, but no, yeah. I'm going one nil. Well, as long as it's the three points, exactly. That's all, that's all that we were concerned about. So, don't forget, guys, it will be two o'clock from Molyneux on Sky Sports. If you have that platform, other platforms, be they legal or not, are available. BBC Radio 5, if you live within the Leicester area, you can pick up Mr. Stringer and the very, very nice. Uh, Owen Parker Atkin, who was on the transfer show the other week, and I always want to call him Parker Tomkinson, but that's a that's a young socialite lady, isn't it? And um, and of course, lcfc.com, you can pick up the commentary as well with Matt Elliott there. Uh, Mad Jason has gone one nil to Leicester as well, so uh, I think I think he's just trying to creep to you there, Craig. You know, I think you're probably right. Yeah. I think he's, he, he started the the uh, We Love Craig fan club. <laughs> thanks, mate. <laughs> right, mate. Thanks very much. Have a super rest of the birthday. Thank you very much. We will see you next week. Thanks very much. Take care, bud. Thanks, everyone. Have Cheers, guys. On your thanks, Chris. Happy birthday. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks to Craig there. Merry Christmas. Happy Easter. Happy birthday. Great of him to come on and still be sober. That's the impressive thing <laughs> on his birthday. Hey, remember, this is Leicester City. It is more important than girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, wives. We love Leicester forever. Wives, come and go. Leicester, it's in your blood forever. Mad Jason, thanks very much. See you as well. I will be back tomorrow. 
um, when we will be uh, having the Opposition View show. And I've got a gentleman from a Wolves fan, fan podcast coming on to join me. 7 o'clock tomorrow, the Opposition View with a Wolves fan. Then at about 1.20, 1.15 on uh, Sunday, we'll be with the pre-match show, me and Josh, just after the team is announced. And then also on Sunday, post-match, about 40 minutes after the final whistle, the post-match show with myself, and I believe we're going to have Julian Watts on there as well. Thanks very much, guys, for popping on, and um, say all the best, and thank you very much, and I will see you tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Bye now. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.